let's get this show started now that you are here. I've been waiting for you. Now you're here. The party begins, and I can't wait for us to get cranking on this show. And so being here, we're going to explore and expand and unlayer that which will help you as a leader succeed where others have failed. And this is a place to get there from your experienced and versatile and well-rounded podcast host. I will take you on this journey that will help you become the leader that everyone loves and wants to follow. Yes, my friend, that's what's going to happen today. And we are going to take you on a, I'm going to take you on a special journey. So sit tight and fasten your seatbelt because I'm going to take you on a journey me good friend, let's go. Me friend, me friend, me friend, we take a street Yes, yes, my friend, you know you're in for a great show as we warmed you up with some Bob Marley. So let's kind of get cranking right now. Here we go. Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Spot, And so... I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about how to become a more likable and effective leader by following these five leadership lessons from my podcast journey. And we are at episode 200. Imagine that, 200. I wonder if you have been here with me from episode zero zero, right? Episode the very beginning. I, I would love to hear if you've been on this journey with me and what that's been like for you to be on this journey. Have you enjoyed it? Have you had in and out like you were here for a while and then you came back and you or have you just stayed on the whole time? I have. <laughs> And I truly, truly, uh, I'm enjoying this journey. And I, I, I didn't think that at some point I would be saying 200. Well, 
not this soon. Let's put it that way. Starting this show in March of 2019. And here we are a year and a couple months after at episode 200. So many shows don't even make it to the two shows or 20 shows, much less 200 shows. There are shows that have faded since I have started. There have, shows, there have been shows that have been started since I have and are no longer around. I mean, this journey is not for the weak, heart, weak or faint of heart. This journey are for people is for people who truly understand what it means to stay with something or have a passion for something or is bringing value to others and know that they are bringing value to other people and just can't wait to do just that. That's been my journey. Have it been hard? Yes. Have there been times when I felt like throwing in the towel and quitting? Yes. Have there been times when I felt like, oh, I can't do one more show, one more interview? Yes. But every time I've done a show or a an interview after I've felt that way, I have re- I'm revived. There's something that just gets fired up within me. And, and so this show, today's episode, is really special in that way. And I want to say a big thank you for being with me on this journey. A big thank you for taking the time to listen, to invite other people to listen, to introduce guests to me that you think would be a good fit for my audience. Thank you. Thank you for every single one of you you involved, you included, who have made this journey what it is. I, I could not have done this without you. And and I've learned some I've learned some very valuable lessons along the way, as you can imagine. Lessons that it would take me not just one episode, but multiple episodes to talk about. But what I have chosen to do is condense in this one episode, imagine me condensing, right? You know me, right? Condensing in one in this one episode, five leadership lessons that I believe will help you to become more effective and likable as a leader. A leader in your home, a leader in your organization, in your company, in your church, wherever you are leading, these lessons are going to be very, very valuable and helpful. And I want to dive into them and share them with you because I think that's what you're here for. And yes, I'll celebrate 200 episodes. Thank you for celebrating with me by listening to this this show and this episode today. So that's you by being here is just really tremendous. If you have not yet left, left me a rating and a review on the platform on which you listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, would you... In celebration of 200 episode, would you just show me some love? <laughs> Let me know what your thoughts are. And one of the best ways to do that is obviously go to that platform and leave me a rating and review. That would be a great way of celebrating with me. And I thank you so much for even thinking of doing that. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. And I thank you for being here. 
If this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, and more multiple times, again, big thank you. A big shout out to you. I celebrate with you because you are the one who have made it possible. And just a reminder that this show is being brought to you by Kingspire Communication, where we work with leaders and helping them become better at decision-making, relationship management, and work performance so they can have better results. And that's done through coaching, keynote speeches, and training. That's or you know, our mixture, a combination of those that we can do to help you. And if this is something that you are interested in and desire, head on over to kingsleygrant.com. Kingsleygrant.com and connect with us and let us set up a, a meeting to see if we are a good fit and to take it from there. Okay, so thank you for that. So let's dive into the five leadership skills or lessons that you have, that I've learned that I want to share with you. And the first one uh, about this whole thing is the lesson is whatever you have on your mind, whatever you have to do, you plan to do, you want to do, you have been dreaming of doing, implementing in your in your uh, organization, in your own personal journey as a leader, the first thing that I want to say, the lesson I have learned, and this is a lesson that I kind of alluded to that earlier when I said sometimes I don't feel like doing another episode or another interview and all that. But here's the first important thing is this. Start. Just start. I mean, it's amazing what starting can do. Starting can really activate those mental muscles, emotional muscles, and physical muscles sometimes to truly get you going. That may sound like kids that come on. Of course, we all know that, really. Uh, yeah, okay, we do. But how often do you, have you not done something because you never started? And, and why haven't you started? Overthinking? Overanalyzing? Are you in this analytical kind of perfectionist where you paralyze by analyzing too much? Is it because you're afraid? Is it because you're, you're questioning whether or not it's a good idea? Is it because you feel like people may not get behind your idea? Well, all of these things are going to only delay the journey, the process. I have found that to be true. Sometimes I'm wondering, okay, what topic should I do a, an episode on? And I will deliberate. I will put off. And sometimes don't meet my deadline of my podcast release because I've been overanalyzing. I've been dreading. I've been wondering whether or not anybody's going to listen. And so what happened? I don't start. I procrastinate. And I delay. I find reasons why I should not start. Have that happened to you? Is that happening to you right now? And I'm telling you, it's a dreadful place to be in because the pressure builds up. I feel the stress of that. I feel the anxiety. Oh, man, I feel like I just want to go and, you know, <laughs> do something else, which I do sometimes. But I just don't start. But what I find, though, when I get started, especially doing a podcast or doing a talk or doing a training, I remember I had this training to do for this this organization was a weekend training. I was going to do a retreat Friday night 
all day Saturday and part of Sunday to teach on leadership, emotional intelligence and leadership. And I was using my book, The Immortaligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed and Become the Leader Where Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow. And I was using that as my framework. And so I wrote the book. So you, you, you believe that I, you know, I know what I'm talking about. I did the research. I did the book. So when I was asked to do this retreat, I'm thinking, the first, you know, I've done it twice now, so I must be have done something good. So the, the company, the organization that um, is a nonprofit, they, they asked me to come. It was actually a church, so their leadership team. And I remember this. And the reason why this one stood out to me above other trainings I've done on leadership is because the length of it. I, the first time I was asked to do this, I'm thinking, will I have enough material? Will I have enough to hold the attention of the leaders who are there? Will I be, will I just come off as a lecturer? Will I be engaging? Will I have some humor? You know, all these questions I'm going through and, 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 you know, you can just imagine. So I put as much preparation in as possible. My slide deck, my, you know, where I'm going to have a break what I'm going to do Friday night, what I'm planning to do Saturday morning or in the morning section before lunch, what I'm going to do after lunch because people who come from lunch tend to be sleepy and, and all of that. And when I just started, you know, I put everything together on Friday night. When I got there, I'm, you know, I'm still thinking about, but something happened when I got started. When I got started, everything came together. Everything flowed. And I was in my sweet spot. It was my wheelhouse. I mean, things just flowed with for for just, you know, when Sunday afternoon came, when we actually wrapped up at lunchtime on Sunday, I felt like I had to pull back because I had to cut out some of my slides. I had just went on and it was, to me, it was a great, great experience. It taught me a lesson that just starting, you know, I, it's not like I needed to learn that again. I found that to be true when I've done keynote speeches as well. When I get started, it's something just open up. When I'm doing a podcast episode, just getting started like this one, just getting started having these five points and not anything written out, I can just speak as you can hear me right now. As stories come to my mind, illustrations come to my mind, and I share them. So you don't have to have it all figured out. Here's a key point. You don't have to have it all figured out. If you have an idea that you know could benefit your company, your family, others, simply execute. Get started. You know, of course, you may want to talk to some people to hear, you know, who you trust, right? To hear their, their get some feedback from them and just kind of brainstorm some things. But don't talk to too many people. Don't sit on it for too long because you can be talked out of it sometimes by people who are well-intended, well-intentioned. You could be, they could talk you out of it. So avoid too long of a conversation and talking to people over and over and over again. Because the more you do, the more you're going to question. You're going to hear things that said, you know, maybe I should do it another way. And you may not at all get started. So don't sit on it for too long. You may change your mind or have others kind of dissuade you talk you out of it. So that's the first thing you want to do. And the first lesson I have learned that I wanted to start with and share with you. Now, lesson number two is going to be expect imperfections. Expect imperfections. That is a very, very important 
This is the second, uh, you know, why I put this as number two, because it's going to help you understand to about starting that you don't have to start perfectly. Some people try to start perfectly and then they have nowhere else to go. So expect imperfections. That's a key point that I want you to to take in and understand about becoming, you know, about the lessons I have learned that would help you to become more effective and more of a likable leader. So what do I mean by when I say expect imperfections? Well, let me right out of, of the gate say this, that it's more than likely going to look ugly before it become beautiful, right? It's more than likely that what it is you have in mind, what it is you have not yet executed on for whatever reason, that it's going to look ugly before it become beautiful. At times you may wonder if you actually got it right. You are going to look at it and, and, and wonder because it doesn't look initially the way that you thought it would look. And here you are having people around you who are looking on and they're, they're expecting you to see what it is you're doing and learning from you or taking their cue from you. They're, they're wondering if, what should they pursue? Should they proceed? Should they sit, sit back and wait? What should they do? You are that barometer that is setting for them that temperature, right? They, they want to, to know. They want us to see how you're responding or reacting to what it is you're trying to implement, right? And, and so they might be tentative, hesitant, tiptoeing around what it is that you want or have implemented. But they ought to be to be told or hear it's okay that it's not perfect. It's okay that it's not hidden on all, firing on all cylinders as yet. It's okay. I remember when I first started my, my podcast journey, and I must say that this is full disclosure, this podcast, The Kings of Grand Show, is not my first go around in podcasting. I have been podcasting for several years now, doing different shows that I have kind of evolved from to where I am today. Therefore, getting started, it wasn't about whether or not I knew how to set up a show or, you know, how to host a show, where to host a show. And I knew all of that. I've been down that path before. However, it was the direction that I was going in, working on leadership skills and emotional intelligence skills, where they both intersect. So, of course, there's an apprehension. Of course, there were some things that I, I wondered out to myself aloud, some within myself. Some I spoke out, some I did not. And so, because it, I was concerned about how it may go off, you know, and, and, and we had this idea that it should look perfect, feel perfect. You know, I, as a psychotherapist, I've worked with people over the years and I was working with this one person that, have this perfectionist personality. Everything had to be perfect. And, and there's also some compulsivity 
along with that, right? The OCD type, right? And and so what happened, you know, obsession is that you know the obsession obsessive compulsive disorder OCD, and, and so what happened was this person felt like everything in their world that they are going to be projecting or putting out there, it has to feel right, look right, sound right. I mean everything, and and they would spend nights, sleepless nights, so to speak. Worrying about whether or not they're going to sound a certain way, or they're going to look a certain way, and, and so that 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 was what eat them up. And, and so it's a true it's true as well here, when you're you're starting out something like my, again my podcast, I I I understood going in with this mindset, Kingsley, it has to get better. You cannot start with perfection and expect to improve. And you're gonna to want to you're gonna improve over the years or the months, so start with where you, start with where you were where you are. And here's what's the good part about this: you are able to have something to compare it to, right? You can look back and say, "Look how far I have come," because you look back at your start and see how rocky it was, how imperfect it was. But then you look, you know, months or or years down the road, and you're looking back and thinking, "Man." Look how far I have gotten. You beat your chest or just kind of, you know, celebrate somehow because you've made a you've made progress. And, and progress had to be measured against something. So if you start uh, perfect, what are you going to measure against? How do you measure against perfect? So if you, when you are implementing something, expect imperfections. Even though you may wonder if you did it right. And can you sustain what you started? Here I am, 200 shows in. 200 shows in. In less than two years. Most podcasts who do like one show per week, in two years, they would be just at 100 shows for some 100 shows. So I am double the amount in less than a year and a half. So I have, I can look back and where I've come. You know, now I can, I now say some things like, yeah, I'm the most expert, expert host in this area, this space. No one else compare because I am that. I am yours truly, the well likable and most delightful and best listened to. And world, you know, I can do all those things now. I feel very comfortable and you know me. So I can get away with that now, but it wasn't so at the beginning. It was kind of rocky. Even though it was not my first go around, but yet I had that sense of, you know, okay, I, I, I have to be perfect. And that will hold you back. So with number one is start. Number two is expect perfections. People will see you as a person. Your people will look at you and understand that you're also dealing with these things. And they'll see you as real, as somebody that is not, who don't have it all together. And so it gives them something to, to strive for, to aspire for, because they can get there one day. You don't seem so far out of reach. So don't expect, I mean, don't expect perfections. Inspe- expect imperfections, right? Number three, this is a big one. This is a big one for your leadership. And if there's anything that you do, do this one. Okay, there's, there's, no, that didn't sound right. If there's nothing that you do, make sure you do this one. And that is to solicit feedback. Solicit feedback. 
This is one of the most important aspects of, of the process, of the journey. Get trusted feedback. Get, here's a key now, get evaluated feedback. You want people to evaluate along with you where you are on this journey. You want people you trust who are going to be honest with you, who are going to not sugarcoat, but yet deliver in a very kind manner where they think and where they see things are. You want to make sure that you're open to that. You want to send the message to your people that you are open. Invite them. Invite them to, to give their feedback. Some you may say, okay, give it anonymously so you don't feel some, uh, you know, hindered or, or worried or, or put, put your name on there. Okay, that's fine. But make sure it's, it's, it's stated that you want honest feedback. So get trusted people because this is going to help you to see where you are, where things are, and get an outside perspective. Get an outside perspective because you are seeing, I was seeing things just one way. For example, I, I did not know until I, I looked at my, you know, uh, when my platform where I host my show came up with allowing you to see the kind of your demographics, you know, for example, what countries are listening to your show the most what also the you know the gender but also the age category the age category and i that was that was a feedback to me and to my surprise to my delight well delight and i would say my shock <laughs> surprise i had in my mind a certain age group that would possibly be listening to my show more than anybody else but when i saw the feedback as of the age demographics i'm thinking no way can't be because I was surprised to see that my demographics or the audience is made up of younger, uh, our younger audience. And it, it, it kind of varies, but it's right there in the middle somewhere. And I'm thinking that, you know, okay, I can see why this might be a show that would attract emerging leaders. So it was more emerging leaders. I saw a lot of that. And I saw some leaders who were not the, you know, you say that, that, that they're the veterans who have been in there for many, many, many years, right, on the end of their leadership. I, I didn't get much of that, but right in the middle, a sweet spot. And I was surprised. So that feedback was evaluated and helped me understood who it was who were listening to my show. And I just begin to adapt and adjust certain things so that I can appeal or continue to appeal to that audience. So here's the thing, though. Don't be so married to the idea that you you reject input that could make it better or totally change what you had started with. Be okay with that. Here's the thing. Had you not started, you would not have heard of or seen or, or have this, this new idea emerged. So it gave birth to something that might be better. Be okay with that because it's out of your idea that these things are coming so it's associated it's attached so don't feel bad be okay with that so solicit feedback might be open to changes modifications and new direction if needs be that's very important number four don't make a change simply because of making a change you know, again, going back to my podcast journeys, I, I'm using that as a, as a way to share about these lessons I've learned. In my past podcasts in, you know, years, 
I have pivoted and made changes. Sometimes I made a change simply because I wanted wanted to make a change. I got tired. I've got, you know, I felt I lost passion. I felt I, I've said everything I could say on the topic. And so I, I, you know, just decided to change. Not too often, but when I did, I did it for change's sake. That did not work out too well. Why? Because I didn't have a direction as to where I want to go after I made that change. My why for the change was not big enough, not strong enough. It really was hard to sustain that why. So the question is, why do you want to make a change, right? So there's a temptation to change things like it was for me, to change things up because of not seeing immediate results. That was a case. I have done that too along the journey because when I first started out this show, if you can go back and see, most of my episodes were a solo show. I did a whole bunch of solo shows and still do like this one is a solo show. Why? Because I want to to make sure I'm positioned as an expert in this field, which I am. I am the expert. I have guests, lecturers who come alongside me to help supplement what I'm doing and to also add a different voice to the things I'm saying. But initially or really, ultimately, I am the expert. I am the person that is at the behind the you know the, in the driver's seat, and and so what happened is this that if I make a change that does not fit into the direction of the show, simply to do a sh- uh, make a change for the for the change's sake, then you know it, it may just fizzle out easily. So your why had to be very important, and to to not go along with the temptation because I don't see immediate results. That was how I did some things sometimes. And that's what we do many times. We does, we implement something and we are ready to run and pick it up because it does not produce immediate results. We're living in a world of immediate, you know, of, of how should I put it? Immediate gratification, right? We, we want to see things happen right away. We are in this Twitter space, you know, quick, fast, or short, and that kind of a, you know, soundbite era of times we're living in. And we want to see results right away. I understand results are important, but it cannot be that you expect to plant a, a flower or plant a, a fruit tree or a plant anything today and see the results tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. So you need to have a, a farmer kind of mindset. A farmer kind of you know approach. I am from Jamaica, and I I know that I'm the area that I am from is very agricultural. You know, a lot of agriculture people are farmers, and so I grew up in that area, and I would see people farming a lot. I mean, everywhere around me, people farmed. They would grow different things to eat to consume for them, their them and their their families, but also also to sell to to sell and make money. And I would watch these farmers as they till the ground and they prepare their ground and, and the days, they'll do that day after day of the day. They would plant the seeds after the ground was prepared and then they would wait. They would water, they would tend to that and they would wait. And you would not know if these people were, you know, somehow kind of anxious or antsy about the whole thing. No, they, they just make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do, watering, fertilizing, uh you know, spraying for insects and stuff if they saw that. And they waited until harvest time. You you and I need to have this farmer mentality where we are going to wait for the crop to bear and to bring fruit, right? So 
It takes time for a, a new idea to be, a new idea to be fully accepted. So you're asking people to adapt to something they've not seen or done before. So they too are going to have some kind of, you know, uh, hit and miss. They too are going to wonder when will this thing become actually return on the investment of time and all those different things. But as a leader, you're going to help them understand the journey. It's a journey. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Leadership is a marathon. And it's something that you know that you want to leave a legacy and do something great work while you have the chance to lead because you will not always be a leader. You will not always be here as a leader. And some of your people may not always be there. So you want to lead and, and pass on the idea of patience and waiting for the, the harvest, so to speak. So that's number four. Don't make a change simply because of making a change and because of the results are not there right away. Number five, and this is now the big one, right? So the first thing is to start. Second, expect imperfections. Number three, solicit Feedback. Number four, don't make a change simply because of making a change because the results is not immediate, right? And number five, communicate, communicate, communicate. Be as transparent along the journey as much as possible. Let everyone know, right? Everyone know how things are going. They're wondering, especially if they can't see the results, they're wondering if anything is happening. You might be hearing things. You might be in a position to know things that they don't see and hear. Why not pass that on? Why not help them to understand what's going on? Here's a temptation to withhold information because you don't want them to become like to worry or to jump ship or whatever it is you're fear about, fear, you're fearing. And so I find especially in companies that are merging or acquisitions are taking place, they are just secretive, you know, secretive. Everything is done in the corner in the dark after hours where nobody sees them or hears them. And like, come on, give me a break. We're living in a very more transparent time. People are not stupid. They know what's going on. They know how this works. They know it when they don't hear anything, they begin to wonder. So you're making them more anxious about something they don't need to be as anxious about. So when you want to help them in that regards, right? So be as transparent as possible and let it be an ongoing process. Don't let it be a one-time thing at the beginning and never come back. Please, as, as often as possible, make sure you are communicating, you know, to them what's going on. Give regular updates, share the highs and the lows, share how you're feeling. Are you concerned? Are you kind of, um, you know, I'm not saying for you to go out there and, and make them anxious because you are feeling that. No, that's why you're the leader. And that's why emotional intelligence says it's recognize, understand, and manage your emotions and get better results. If you're going to do that, right, it's how you build that relationship. You share just what needs to be shared. But it's not just what you share. It's how you share what you share. How do you do that? Where the people will become, you know, instead of becoming anxious, they are at least encouraged. So think about an encouraging sharing with them. How do you encourage them? What do you need to say to encourage them, inspire them, you know, spark a motivation in them? And there's a number of ways. There are, there are a number of ways you can go about doing that. But the question, the whole point is do it. Communicate, 
communicate, communicate. These five lessons that I've learned that I, over the years of doing my podcast, but also my 200 episodes of the Kings of Grant show, these five lessons. Now, there are a number of other lessons, but I find these are the ones that came to my mind when I'm thinking about this show, what I wanted to do for the 200 episodes. This is what came to my mind, and I wanted to share this with you because I believe that it will help you become a more effective leader and a more likable leader because people will see you leading this way, especially number five, communicating, communicating, communicating. They're going to be more apt to want to support your idea and, and join with you and be there with you because they know that you are keeping them in the loop and they understand what's going on and they're not left in the dark. So you're going to be truly find that they are supportive of you more than anything else. Now, so I believe that if you are able to, to really think through these five lessons, right? Five lessons to start. Lesson number one is to start whatever it is you've been thinking about doing. Lesson number two, expect imperfections. Let's expect imperfections. Lesson number three, solicit feedback, trusted feedback. Lesson number four, don't make a change simply because of making a change when the, because the results are not there right away, right? Don't take the temptation or of doing that. And lesson number five, communicate, communicate, communicate. I would love to hear from you which of these five lessons that I shared truly stood out to you, meant something to you, you are going to, or it was most helpful to you. I'd love to hear from you. And if you thought about any other lessons you've learned, why not enter the conversation and let's talk about that. I would love to hear as well because I want to learn maybe some lessons you've learned that could help me as I'm trying to help you with the lessons I have learned along the way. So my friend, again, I, I really in, um, enjoy spending this time with you and doing episode 200, 200. We've gotten there. We've gotten there, my friend. I'm looking for the next 200. So stick with me and I hope you'll be with me for the next, for the journey, um, because we're going to learn and, and do a whole lot more others, you know, basically interviews, solo shows and, and possibly do a live show one day. Who knows? Right. So I'd love for you to, you know, on the social media platform that you follow and you see this, this, um, episode posted, please ask a question, leave a comment. And let's continue this conversation. Again, if you have not yet left me a rating and a review, why not do that as a way of saying thank you for 200 episodes and 200 going strong so I can do 200 more. It's encouraging. We all need that. I do as well need that. So I look forward to hearing from you on that. My friend, this episode especially, we've got to put it in the vault. We've got to tuck it away because it's going to be, this is a special episode. So let's now put the show back into the vault at the Immortaligent Leadership um, Institute. So let's open the vault and put the show back in. Here we go. There it is. Now that this show is being put, tucked away in the vault, I can say, I can safely exit the command center of the Immortaligent Leadership Institute and say goodbye. My friend, thank you so much again. And with that said, peace out, God bless, and I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah. Change your